Hilda Society at Tayyar Perak Vav, Halach Zayn. And we spoke about those things that are uh, full part of the Easter of Leitansen Kayn Hashem In other words, what, what the Torah tells us to do to avoid desire, the Torah gives us a lot of say, don't do the same thing to Kedusha. So we're talking about we have to erase the name of Avedizara. So we saw that there's an Isra to erase the name of Hashem. That's what we spoke about in the previous halachas, which names of Hashem are included in that. What a person has to do to avoid erasing Shem Hashem. No, 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 which aren't necessarily referring to Hashem's name, but would also be destruction of something Kaddish, which we are meant to do. So it says, A person would destroy even one stone from the Mizbeach, or from the Besamekdash, or anywhere else in the Azara, which means anywhere else in even the floor of the yard, of the court of the Besamekdash, it would destroy something there, at his Oyver, because it says about Vedazara, Shinema Vedazara, Kiyas is Vechoysam Titaitsun, you must smash the altars of the Vedazara, and what you do to them, you shouldn't do to Hashem. So therefore, breaking them is Bech, and then by extension, any other part of the Besamikdash is in Isra, because that's what Torah says, what you expect to Vedazara, you're commanded not to do to Hashem. So one can't break anything in the Mizbech, Besamikdash, because that would be destroying something of Hashem. Similarly, like if a person would burn wood which was sanctified for the base of Mikdash in order to destroy it, he'd be in Marcus, it's also an Esar. Shinema Vasherem Tisraifun, he must burn the Asher, which means the wood of the trees of Vedasara. And then again, it asks again Hashem. And when you do it to them, you shouldn't do it for Hashem. So to destroy something to the point of destroying it, which uh, which is something of Kadosha. Is an Isidarais and a person gets Malakas for that. And the corollary to that is that even if it would be a person destroying something in a situation that wasn't Derech Hashchasa, wasn't trying to be distracted, but the Maisa destroyed something of Kaidish, then it will also be over this Isser of don't destroy something of Kaidish, at least on a, even on the Raisa, maybe on the Durabana level. And well, this is practical to us. Um, and that is, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I thought. In the mice, in real life, and it, it reminded me of the Salah. There's a halacha that this thing applies to a shul as well. Oh. A shul as well. Okay. And therefore, to break something in a shul <coughs> is a isra of Leitasak and Hashem We might be commanded to destroy the places, Asha of the Shama Goyim, places where Goyim worship Yahweh Azar. So we had the ability we would blow up every church and mosque in Eretz Israel. But uh, we don't, so we can't do that today. But that same halach uh, will be then done to, to destroy a shul. So before, besides the denim of the Beisach Nessus, which we spoke about, there would be an issue of destroying uh, anything in the shul. And now the big question is, but to improve something, it might be different than not being destructive. That's the Gemara says that the Shatshri body, they used to break a shul down to rebuild it. So that's not Derech Hashchasa, it's not to destroy. We find Hurdas the Melech was told to attack the Mesamekdash to rebuild it as well. That also wasn't Derech Hashchasa. The issue here is it's something which is Derech Hashchasa, it's being destructive without being, doing something to rebuild. Um, now, 
I was once near a trip from a cradle to Poland, and one of the ruins of the old shuls in Poland is a place called Tarno, it's near Krakow, and basically all they have is part of the inside of the shul where the bimba was and part of the pillars holding up that chenek of the roof of the shul, but it's, I mean, since its destruction, it's over 80 years, I don't know how old the shul is, it's like made out of brick, but the bricks don't crumble. So it was a thing to do with like, taking pieces of the brick as souvenirs. It's mamish as Esau. You're destroying part of a shul. If you're taking, even though it's not being, even used, it's not being used, but imagine it was built as a shul. It's, and uh, to take off pieces of the bricks to keep as souvenirs is bad and partially destroying the shul. There would be a gather of legitimate, not to destroy things of Kodesh. Not to bring in war, No. So that's very far from Venice. This is the no, government. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. Okay. So, but they didn't take that as enough from parts of the shows. Okay, so that's the dinner. So there's a lot of about. The Gemara brings it together that even though they destroyed the soil of Kedusha, if we're going to sell it and then transfer the Kedusha to the money and use it for something else, so ah. we've moved the Kedusha along. Okay, if it still was Kedusha, nothing ever happens. It has the Kedusha, has it? I mean, no one's ever tried it as far as I know, but it'll be the same thing. I have no one ever died. When they start taking slivers off the coastal as souvenirs, you have the same problem. It's the word of the base of English. Even Israel, the same Israel. They're not to destroy something which is Kaddish. I guess that's the then of uh, structures of, which are meant for Kaddisha. No one doesn't talk about it, but the same Allah also applies. If a person would destroy an animal which was Kaddish. Because they're also, when it comes to the desire, to destroy their things, and uh, we call it the cravis, the things that borrow the carbonus, and to destroy culture animals, the same reason we fall into this category too. Okay, halacha ches, and this is a very interesting halacha. He says, besides what he said, we spoke about Shem Hashem, so similarly, to destroy a safe Torah, which is Kedusha, would fall into this category also of the issue of destroying something Kodesh. And this is halacha ches, kisriya Kodesh, Koran, any kisriya Kodesh, or perishayen, or Pirushim on the Kisra Kodesh, or Biorein, or commentaries on those Pirushim, also this refers to the Abdul Biyat. You can't burn them or destroy them with your hands. If a person actively destroys Kisra Kodesh or their explanations, so he gets Malkus Midraban. Now, what's included in Kisra Kodesh and the Pirushim and the Biorein? So, Kisra Kodesh is a Tanakh. We understand the Sefer we understand the Nabim, especially written on a cliff. And for the writer that the men's ear written, so for sure they have Kedusha. But now we're coming with a big Kedush. And now we're saying it doesn't just apply to the Kisve Kedush, even commentaries. So even the books we have today, which are commentaries on the Kisve Kedush, the Mishnahis, the Gemara, the Rishonim, even the Acharim, whatever it's going to be, they also, it's also to destroy them also. And this is the Makar for the big concept that you all know about called Shemus, which means something which is an explanation, a beer, or a commentary. On the Torah, you can't destroy it And to burn it, to rip it up, to throw it in the garbage, to wherever it's going to be, in a way which actively destroys it, is the category of to be ma'abd and to destroy them physically, and that's awesome. You can't ma'abd things biyad, you can't physically destroy things. That's all the category of also. And, and uh, that's why we have to be careful with things like the Kodesh, and if a person wants to Disposing of it, he has to bury it because that's not actively destroying it. That's like a respectful way to deal with it. 
Okay, let's uh, digress for a moment to the big question which everyone wants to know. What is Shemus? What falls into this category? We all understand. And Al Chumash and Al Siddha, Tong Gemara. Okay, let me understand. That's Kesek Kodesh. That's something which was Kodesh. It was a perish of the Torah. We went to respectfully to put into Shemus and throw it away. But what about Pasha sheets? What about newspapers? What about kids' school projects? Like, how far does this go? When, at what stage we say something is considered Kisri Kodesh, we say you can't destroy it. Magazines. And, uh, magazines, all these things. And then you can't throw them away because they have different terror written on them. So, so we have to break into four categories. Number one, uh, something which is quoting a Pasuk word for word, especially if it's spelled out Shem Hashem, is for sure in the category of Shem. So, for example, when you have a uh, a Fajr sheet which has a photocopy of a safer and has a real psukim there with Hashem's name, whatever it's going to be. So that's for sure considered a Kodesh. That's for sure a person has to put in Shemus, a person can't throw it away. If a person is writing, similarly, if a person is quoting psukim or Mishnahis or Gemara or whatever it's going to be, that's also it's a quote from the Kisvei Kodesh. That's also awesome to dispose of that's going to Shemus as well. So, what's the question? The question is, what if a person is writing his original ideas on something? Is my essay on the topic considered Kisvei Kodesh? Unless I'm not quoting Psukim word for word, I'm just talking about a concept. So what stage does something become divrei that I can't throw it away? And does it make a difference in, this, in, in the way where, where I wrote it? In, in other words, if I would put out a book of my thoughts on terror topics, is it different to having them published as a serial in the local newspaper? So here's the question, because over here the question is that maybe someone's divrei uh, Torah, um, if it could be a purish of the Torah too, in which case you have to treat them with divrei Torah as well. Um, so in cases like that, then even divrei Torah, a person would have to would have to uh, put into shameless. So what not? One of two things. Either when I'm talking, when, when let's say it's in Hebrew, for example. A lot of the idioms that they use, or the expressions that they use, are really words from Tanakh. They didn't mean the words from Tanakh. They didn't try and explain the words from Tanakh. That was just the, that become a Hebrew expression as well. For example, the Hebrew expression for, like, there's, there's no basis to the story. is Which means there's no bears and there's no forest, which is really a pasuk and a novel, just talking about something. They became the expression for that. There are lots of quotes like that which have just become the, uh, the popular quote uh, in, in the idiom of in spoken Hebrew, even though, even though its source is from the Tanakh, that's not called Torah. That's not called Torah. In cases like that, uh, a person is allowed to throw the away, it's not called Torah. Similarly, uh, quoting a word from the Torah by itself is not considered Torah either. So when a child brings home a partial project with a big uh, thing on top, Makastam and a picture of the river with dead fish in it and the winter color because it's red, that's not Torah either. It's referring to something which Torah talks about, but that's not Torah. So how many words does a person need in order to say that this is a quote from a Pasuk as opposed to just a title? So the Gemara says at least three. At least three written in a straight line. The Gemara says in Gitin, and so that's the case. So one should avoid writing three words of a Pasuk in a straight line because that might make so much sense. That's why, for example, whenever they make wedding invitations and they want to write on top, or 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 
Because that's the question of the Hasan Kalkara, which is really psukim. They always put it in a, like in a wavy line or in a, or in a curve, whatever it's going to be. So it shouldn't be three words in a straight line. Because otherwise, they'll never wedding with Tashmir if they're not in Shemus too. Okay, so that's a dinim of what's considered the Tashmir and Hashem and Akeichim, because there would be something of a pasuk which has been, which has been, a uh, person has, so to speak, destroyed by throwing it away. Now the question is, so does that mean actually every unit has partial ideas in it? One of the comments. So it talks about the partial, gives the impression of current events based on what I'm talking about in the Torah. So we'll have to go and start collecting all the newspapers from all the floors in every building to throw them away because otherwise it's going to be So on this we say you said. And that is, and it's really very much fine since Kiddush, but it's one of the few things we can rely on to be making because we need a Kodesh here, otherwise there's no answer of uh, the amount of things which would be shameless. And it said is something which was printed and never read doesn't deal with Kisvei Kodesh. Printed on? The fact that something's been printed, if no one ever read it, it doesn't deal with Kisvei Kodesh. Okay. All the album knew before they were read. Say? All the album knew before they were read. So therefore, something like that. If I know that there's a whole stack of newspapers which they drop outside the door of my building every day, and I know no one ever reads them, and no one ever even opened them, so I just pick the whole up and throw them away, because no one ever read the inside them. Mm-hmm. And there is something which he said, when you write a Sefer Torah, the writing gives a Kedusha. When you print it with a printing press, what gives a Kedusha is that people are going to learn it. And people did learn it. But something which never got learned, and uh, never, no one ever read, you can throw it away. What he was talking to was the Asim I think it was from Antsgrove, that one of the safest farms that were trying to print, there was a mistake. And they had a set up a run of, I don't know how many thousand copies, which, uh, which, which I couldn't publish because they couldn't sell because there was a big mistake in it. Um, so I wonder if I can throw it all away. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I want to put Seamus in like these truckloads. He said, no one's ever going to read it because it's, it's, uh, it was a misprint. It never, never actually, it's going to get down, given to anybody to read, to help Linear Kadesha. So that helps us a lot for the newspapers and things like that, um, which a person doesn't read, doesn't want to read. He doesn't have to go searching for it. maybe the Dvartari is somewhere inside. Which would be a problem to throw away. The other, the other hats they use is if it's covered. So if I have a whole magazine and then one page in the middle is a dvatari, but it's covered with ten pages before and afterwards. So by throwing into the garbage, you're not actively destroying what's in the middle. It's like it's covered with something. There's something all this one, like which is covered. So it's not considered actively destroying it. It looks like actively destroying it, that would be a hat also. Um, those are the name of of shameless or What's the problem? It's not a problem. There's a famous story of Tamil Chaznish who started publishing only with the first Jewish publication of the Israel. So they asked a certain Rabbi Menebrak to like, write a shtickle Torah in the parish every week to add to the magazine. So the Chaznish had a visit and he wrote this, this contribute, contributing columnist, the letter which we have, it's in the Chaznish's letters, and he says that he saw that this person writes a different Torah which is published every week in this, magazine, in this newspaper. He says, it's very nice that the person wants to share different Torah, but he doesn't feel it's the right thing to do. He says, why? This is maybe indicative of Israel at the time. He says, because what happens to newspapers? He says, they use them in the shop to wrap fish. So it's not a cover to different Torah that they're getting used to wrap, to wrap a fish afterwards. So I don't know if the Chazish is be saying, well, he held that he would read them first and then use the newspapers as wrapping paper. I'm not sure, but he held there was a zilzal to the different Torah that they would be used for something else. Now that could be the case. Even if I can wrap something up in a, in a bag and throw it away, it's not even a habit to be a dime. 
We're taking a page of Deuteronomy and using it around the wet fish, which is going to cause it to you know, the paper to disintegrate or the ink to run. That's for sure you might be a day. That could be more of a problem. Okay, so that's where this side din, which is the first one of the Rambam, and that is that the din of not to destroy Divrei Torah, and the Rambam says not just the, the Kisvei HaKodesh, which is the Torah of the Navi, it's even the Pirushim and the Burim and everything which is used to explain Torah, all falls part of this din of Letazak and Hashem and Akechem, at least in the Rabbanan level, that a person can't destroy Divrei Torah. say? What about the screen of a computer? This is always the Shaita. Uh, uh, well, well, maybe I should have a there anyway, but if I want to keep it, can I change the page? Because I have a page of Divertary in front of me, now I change the page, so now I was, is that called being Moichek all those Divertary? So most persons say no, a computer screen is not writing. It might be like light on the screen, that's not Kasavshal Kayama. And in a case like that, it's not considered Mechika to the razor. Similarly, memory. If you've taped the shear, something like that and restore the digital memory to erase it and tape another shit is not a problem. It's not something which is considered halakhically written that there is a problem with mechikah by erasing it.